0: Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 2, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food from recipe ideas to interviews with chefs, producers, purveyors, farmers, and people who just love culinary adventures like myself. So join us here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some yummy food, some laughs, and I welcome you here at my table always. And if you're ready, let's go on a food adventure together starting right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is Season 2, Episode 34. Woohoo! If you're new to the podcast, thanks for being here. Love having you. If you've been here a while, I love you. And what am I going to say? Don't take notes. I've taken all your notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, take in that beautiful, spectacular, gorgeous, amazing food photography. That's right, I'm a professional food and product photographer. I specialize in editorial, commercial, lifestyle photography, so hit me up if you need photos. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any kind, send me an email, letsgoonafoodadventure at gmail.com. And of course, tag me in your food adventures on Instagram at letsgoonafoodadventure. All right, you guys, let's do this. Let's go on a food adventure. Oh my god, today's the day. Today is the day. I'm on Netflix. I can't believe I'm on Netflix. Make sure you root me on and watch Cook at All Costs on Netflix with me. If the episodes, because I'm recording this for the future, so if the episodes are by like theme, my theme is diner. So that's where you can find me. If you if they're not by theme, then watch them all and root all of us on because it was such an amazing, spectacular experience. So, congratulations to all of my people who were on the show, and I love you all, and I'm so proud of us. I'm so stinking proud of us. Um, so two seconds ago, this just really funny thing happened, and I want to share it. I have a room right off of the room that's kind of like my makeshift recording studio for the podcast and it (laughs) contains all of our Christmas presents, holiday gifts and my sweet child, my little fur baby, Oliver, he's the 90 pound golden retriever, as you all know, or maybe you don't, but now, you know, and he like, I saw him out of the corner of my eye walk by where I'm recording. And I'm like getting everything ready for the podcast interview I'm doing. And uh, then (laughs) he runs down the stairs and I'm like, oh, he's got like a dirty sock or something like lives for a good stinky sock. And so he was taking it down to our living room, better known as his kill floor. Like he literally would bring anything into the living room and tear it up. Um, I then hear him a few minutes later come back upstairs and kind of like settle next to me while I'm about to record. And then all of a sudden I hear squeak, squeak. But he didn't have a ball in his mouth. And I was like, oh, my God, did he, like, swallow a squeaker? Like, oh, my God. And then I look and I, you know, open up his mouth, open up his snoot. And he has the teeniest, tiniest little squeaky ball that I bought my brother's dog, Bacon, mm -hmm, for Christmas. (laughs) Oliver had rooted through all of the Christmas presents, went downstairs to his kill floor, tore apart the wrapping paper, tore apart the packaging for these balls, then played with them, and then brought one upstairs. <sighs> I, I thought he could – I mean, they're it's small enough because my brother's dog is a Yorkie. So, um, like, a little Yorkie. And so they're small enough for his dog, but for a 90-pound fluff butt, I mean, they're, like, the size of a golf ball, basically. Oh, God. I, I wanted to just – I could not – I could – I couldn't even. I couldn't even. All right. So today's episode, we're talking holidays. You guys asked a ton of holiday questions, and I've got answers for you. And I wanted this episode to come out before the holiday season, like, fully began so you could get your answers. And I also wanted some help um, from some experts who have been on this planet a little longer than me. And I like to think of them as like the three wise women in my life. There's a lot of wise women in my life. But these three are near and dear and special in my in my heart. And so uh, I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to bring them on the podcast. So like, here we here we go, you guys. Oh, jeez, Enjoy the ride. That's all I'm going to say. Enjoy. Enjoy the ride and laugh along with us. Okay, my guests today. Where where does one even begin with these just spectacular women? You know, when you come from a large Italian family and you are the eldest niece and you have six aunts and uncles ahead of you, they almost feel like you're you're siblings in a way. And uh, I'm lucky enough that these these ones and i have a very special bond i have a very special bond with all of my relatives um (laughs) these three i talk to every day and i have pretty much my entire life well at least since the invention of a little thing called texting so without further ado please give a very warm welcome a massive standing ovation To my Aunt Darcy, my Aunt Karen, who's not a Karen, let me just put that out there, and of course, my lovely and amazing mother, who I promise will not disappoint in this episode like she didn't disappoint in her last one. All right, you guys, let's get into it.
1: Hello. Can you see us? No. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Start video.
0: Oh my God! It's like I looking saw. up your noses. Hi.
1: Hey, don't be running your head so fast.
2: We're just right here. Hold oh, on.
1: We're we're just adjusting now. That.
2: Yep. Get okay. Adjusted. No, no. Oh, we lost it. Oh, okay. Oh. Oopsie. Share screen. Oh really? Twenty nine percent
1: juice left. Oh, you, you. Okay, never mind. You did that. Wait a second. Oh my God.
0: We're Where? do we're, we're go. Boo. I'm here. Oh my God.
1: Oh, hey. okay. Can you see me? No. No, I can't. can't
0: see you either. Oh
1: Jesus. Okay, wait a sec. No, but we're just. Okay. Oh, wait a second. Oh,
2: comb your hair.
1: Wait
2: a minute. Hey.
1: Okay, there. Now you can see me
2: i got to go shut uh, my
1: dryer off. You have to shut your dryer off? Put these underneath there. Take out that one little book. I said one. Yeah, it's fine. Give me me that one. Okay. Okay. Are they sharing a computer? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This isn't working. Okay, you guys. oh, 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 never mind.
2: I know what to do. Okay. You great. put on your fancy sweater for us. Me? My fancy I put on what? My forward sweater. I'm not right winged or left wing. I am middle. You're middle? <laughs> my forward sweater. Okay, oh, great. Okay. Is, that you, is that what
0: you're stating for the record for the podcast listeners? That you're not right, you're not left, you're in the middle. <laughs>
1: Are we right in the middle yet?
0: Um, no. Unfortunately, yes. Uh-oh. We're ready whenever you are, darling. Oh, we've been ready. Okay. She's so she's all this. Now, you do edit significantly. I I... No, this is going out on Friday, so it's going to be a quick and dirty edit. So, yeah, it's good. Uh-oh. Don't worry. So now- well, Let's before... just start here. Let's start now. Okay. Hi, so guys. before- Hi, we... Hi everyone. Hi. So- <laughs> I think what would be really important for the listeners so they can get to know your voices is who's who. So why don't we start in birth order? So mom. Hello. The youngest? The oldest. The oldest. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: the oldest. Okay, so Go do you me. want to introduce why you yourself?
1: To do it that way? Why don't you do it alphabetical order?
0: Do, mom, do you want to introduce yourself? Why do
1: you have to read my age? No one cares you
0: know, about the your truth age. is, Beth, we all sound alike. I know.
1: It, it, it won't do any good to do this because nobody will be able to tell us anyway.
2: Yes, they will. Okay. So all right, that's... I'll
1: start. Thanks, Karen. Karen.
2: But I'm not a bad Karen. And I go by the name Kearney or Kermit because I'm disguising my real name of Karen. Okay, Dad, and onward. And I'm a metal sister. And I'm Darcy. And
1: people call me Duty Lou, Aunt do And recently, my great nephew started calling me Dido. So Dido is also all right. Onward. Oh, I love that. Very, tell very it. appropriate. Who's your great nephew that did that? Charlie. Oh. Charlie, was, we were in a car the other day. He started going, Did you? Did you? I said, Okay, I like that. It's the birth of a new nickname. Woo Woohoo! <laughs> Woo-hoo! That
0: Karen didn't come up with. Perfect.
1: <laughs> yes, right.
0: Okay, great. And mom, Kermit anything? Oh, yeah, I know. Anything for you?
1: No? Um, I'm your mother. I'm Michelle.
0: Uh huh.
1: Cello. I'm not the oldest. Okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Only this group. Yeah, uh, you are. Yeah, well, we don't dwell on that.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't. Okay, great. So moving on. So you guys grew up in a yeah, little yeah, town yeah. called Erie, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> where you spent that's many a holiday celebrations. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: huh. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah. So little
1: town little town of. Yep, yeah, okay. No, so it what, has two hundred and fifteen thousand, including creek. The, but that not largest was... city in Pennsylvania. Well, it had
0: a so <laughs> um, <laughs> huh? Yeah. So you grew, grew up in, in Erie. Yep, you grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. And can you guys talk a little bit about some of your favorite holiday memories as children growing up
2: in mm. Erie? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. I absolutely mm-hmm. okay. My father. Our father was a hairdresser. And on Christmas Eve at his salon, he'd have a big party and they'd get drunk as hell. Then my father would drive drunk. As of course, hell. it was the 50s and 60s. Drove, drove drunk to my Uncle Henry's beauty salon. Well, Henry wasn't really our uncle, but we called him that. He was about five to 200 pounds. <laughs> Purple hair. Real looker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so Henry... Would have a big doings at his beauty salon which was closer to our house well one day my father decided he was going to get us a bird a parakeet a budgie bird and he let it was snowing and he left it in the car while he was in drinking at henry's beauty salon and henry's wife marie said jim what'd you jim was his name hey jim what'd you get the kids for christmas he said a budgie bird and she said where is it he said it's in the car <laughs> so she said oh my god and she went out in the car and got the half-dead budgie bird brought it in and we had him for ten years, and then he died. <laughs> That's not much of a Christmas story. It is. Oh it's no, Christmas it was typical. It,
1: typical. That, that wasn't the best story. Kirsty, <laughs> you want to top that one? Oh, well, my favorite, my favorite memory is Christmas Eve because our mother Barb would spend so much time all day preparing for our evening. Uh, soiree, which always involved us kids putting on a play for them, which was always the same play, um, the Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol, and we'd all play, you know, different roles, and we'd make costumes out of their closet and stuff. But while we were getting ready for the play, our mom would make things like shrimp mousse, and mm-hmm. of course, our favorite um, cheese fondue. And then that was the one day of the year that we really had a lot of treats. Like dad would come home and all his customers would have brought in lots of presents, like, you know, five pounds of of chocolates and a half gallon of whiskey and stuff. But it was always like that was the one day of the year. I mean, really growing up in the 60s, we didn't regularly have cookies and stuff laying around the house. But on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. man, it was awesome. We had uh, so much food, right? We had fudge. We had Italian cookies. We had uh, Russian tea cakes. And then the fondue and the chocolate, or the cheese um, fondue and the shrimp. Anyway, yeah, it was a night. It was a very, you know, it was a really, really festive night. So I loved that night. Mom always put so much effort into it. Mm. And then dad would come in we were waiting and waiting for him to show up. And then he'd come in, drawing out three sheets to the wind. Yeah. But he loved Christmas. And his energy, he'd come in and he was like Santa Claus arriving. Right? Mm-hmm. He loved Christmas. He was yeah. the guy in Christmas morning. It, he'd be the first guy up. Always. And he'd turn on music super yep. loud. Yep. And then everyone had to come running down the stairs and mm-hmm. see what Santa brought up. But mm-hmm. he loved Christmas. So... You know, that was yeah. the other side of his Christmas self. Absolutely. Mom, what about you? Well, they took the good ones. <laughs> but um, I was thinking the other thing I can remember is going to church because we always had to go to church. And once in a while, we would do midnight mass, but not very often. Once, you know, once in a while, we go out to Father Riley's and go to midnight mass. But on Christmas Day, we would go to church together and we we're tired and cranky, but... I just loved going in there and singing all those Christmas carols. You know, we three kings of Orient are, every time I hear it, I think of all of us lined up in these outfits and we're tired and we've had too much sugar and we just want to be home. But you sing these Christmas carols, And it just takes you back to being together in church and that sense of community you have with other people, even if you don't necessarily believe what they believe, you have a sense of community at a special time. And it's really nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: that's that's sweet. Um, Now, let's take a turn and let's talk about your biggest holiday fails over the years, like the Christmases. That you were like, uh, made something that was a fail. A tree fell down. Something went awry. Like I think, I remember very, very vividly. Like you were saying, Kearney about or Darcy, whichever one of you said it, that your dad. We would get together. What would you say every few years as a huge family at McConnell, their old address, yeah. to have Christmas together with all of the the nieces and nephews and all of you guys. And there was one year in particular and he would do it still he would he would be the first one up put the speakers at the bottom of the staircase blast the christmas music all of the kids would come running down the stairs right but one year in particular the stomach flu ripped through that house and do you remember and it was like one after another you'd watch people as a domino would just ball and you were like oh god who's next who's next and all of us by the end of that vacation had had the worst stomach flu of our lives with what two bathrooms for like (laughs) 25 of us like
1: it was can i add something to that when you had that year when you had the stomach flu do you remember what happened the year that lisa gave it to me no 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 we, we came with it. Andy was throwing up on the highway. Of okay, home. great. So yeah, Andy brought yeah, it. And yep. No brought one brought
2: it. So he we froze were, it, the vomit on the door.
1: Yep. Grandpa, or, yeah, grandma and grandpa are having all their friends over and it's yep. a big Christmas thing. I can't remember if it was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, it was Christmas something. And you came in and Marie DiCarloosie of the Henry and Marie story, you said hi to her, I said hi to her, and you looked at her and she had a plate of food and you threw up right on her plate of food. Perfect. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. remember Good times. Yeah. Good times. So
0: you were patient zero. You and yeah. Andy. Yeah. Andy was patient. My brother was patient zero. So oh, what God. about you
1: guys? Any really big holiday? Fails? Karen was just telling me a, a tree story. We were at the gym. Tell them about the. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Tell, them <that. laughs> Tell them that. So dad and mom came to visit us for Christmas and the girls were still young. And, um, Christmas morning we all got up and we were downstairs and we were sitting around the Christmas tree so excited and the kids were just so joyful and all the presents were there. And then all of a sudden the tree went pop, <laughs> fell right over. <laughs> and we all just stood, we sat there and thought, what the hell is this about? And then so of course Emmy starts crying, you know, it was just a mess. And dad went out in the garage and he finally came back with some fishing wire, of course. Oh my god! And it took him a while, and he zip zapped that thing up in no time. Then and um, anchored it to the wall. Anchored it to the wall with these big ass cement nails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And, and believe it or not, when I left that house, those damn cement ma- nails were still sticking out. But <laughs> 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 the tree never fell again. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. You, you noticed. He's always a big part of all our Christmas memories. Oh, yeah. Like the one
0: where yeah. him and George cut down the tree at Deerhaven, mom, and he, oh, yeah. and it was too big, and they had to, to get it out of the house. The two of them had to saw it branch by branch to get it out of, out of the, house. the whole living room. He, yeah,
1: it was, was like a at a Christmas up vacation, up. it was yeah. exactly a Christmas vacation. Yeah, it was yeah
0: there might have even been like a squirrel in it, like it was bad.
1: <laughs>
2: so, was wait bad. a minute, your dad my dad cut down a tree that was living in your front yard
0: at it was living somewhere and they cut
2: it down Oh,
0: and they they tied it up. Yeah. And then they brought it in and they went (laughs) with the scissors and the whole thing went. And like, I mean, it hit the couch and then they had to sit. It, It took up the entire room and they had to cut. Oh no, it's fine. Oh no, Michelle, it's fine. It's fine. And like branch by branch, they cut part of it in order for us to fit in the living room and then to get it out of the house, they had to dismantle the tree more because it wouldn't fit out the front door because it was tied up so tight to get it
1: in the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Okay. Happy
1: times. Oh yeah. They all involve your father. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Here's, here's one more. I just came to mind was, you know what? One thing dad loved to do was create um, recipes. See like on, on the mantle, so he would oh, do. Yeah. He would, he would do scenes on the mantle, right? Little villages and little elves and and snow and everything. But the other thing he loved to do was to make the tree, the green Christmas tree, really special. And he would Italian it up yeah. and. So he got into uh, flocking the tree and flocking for people who don't know. It's like spraying
2: fake snow on the branches. I'm sure it kills the tree. It's carcinogenic. It probably is. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: And and, um, so flocking one year and then uh, one year he flocked it and then painted it pink because he got a pink Christmas (laughs) tree. In the 60s was, you know, really trendy, really on trend. Yeah. And I remember a blue tree. I remember a blue tree. I remember a gold tree. Oh, God, Do you remember yes. that? He loved gold. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a true um, artist when it came to,
2: yeah. to Christmas. Okay, yeah. wait. Glam- but what,
0: about, what about that Christmas that he came out to Denver? And it's a, it's a pretty legendary story. And the recipe got stuck together and he made a dish. Kind oh, of the- like, it literally was out of the like the Friends episode that r- it happened to Rachel, and it happened to your father. Do you remember this?
2: Was it, it the was, Jello one?
0: It was in the Jello mold phase of his life. Yes, he went uh, through a whole <laughs> phase of Jello recipes. Was it
2: Jello with lettuce and blue cheese. It
1: had a lot of and blue cheese, blue yeah. cheese, and yeah. um, things like celery. Yeah, and, and it was like two recipes got stuck together in it- a Jello book. Yeah,
2: Got them and he food. made it for Christmas Eve to yeah. have a really special dish. Remember? Yeah, so we all felt bad. For yeah, because him him he was it. so proud of it. So mm-hmm. we put it on our plates and and. Yeah, mushed it around, mushed and, around and then, then tossed wh- it when he wasn't looking. So <laughs> yeah, was let gone. me
1: tell you something. He came to my house after that. and He said, "I need to make this recipe." It I was made so it so good. Everyone loved yep. it. They all hated it. They said it was so good. So he made it for me and our family too. Because yeah. thank yeah. you so much for not telling truth. Prefer- <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> we
1: we did. We we pulled a fast one on him he did though he for like
0: five years he went through a jello phase where he wanted to make all recipes that contained jello in all different savory sweet didn't matter sometimes they were Uh -uh. a combo of the two unfortunately (laughs) mom do you have any good holiday (laughs) fails
1: fails yeah um i had one but i forgot it
2: pass (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you not the way
0: this works go ahead
2: I'll tell you, when dad came to my house for Christmas, of course, in Denver, and the kids were little and he decided he was going to make a carousel in my backyard out of PVC. Yeah. So he started (laughs) making this PVC carousel for my backyard. He was out there day and night, just like Clark Griswold with the lights. He was out there with the PVC and the glue. And then he gets it all together. And then he realizes, oh, I need horses for this thing. So he goes to Goodwill. He buys a truckload of stuffed animals and starts gluing <laughs> it all over the cell. Yeah. And there it is. And then he has to figure out, well, wait a minute. How do I get it to move? He wanted it to go around in a circle. So he then jerry-rigged this thing underneath it, and you had to run with a rope under and move it that <laughs> way. <laughs> and so the woman who lived behind me, I lived in a, a neighborhood where things were pretty watched, you know. Yeah. Covenant, and the lady behind me comes to the fence one day and she said right before Christmas what the hell is this thing in your backyard and when is it leaving? I said it's a Christmas carousel oh I forgot to tell you we also put lots of lights on it so it blazed at night you know? yeah it was a 24-hour thing and the and finally when he left like the 26th I got a, a little saw and I, I spent maybe two days trying to get that oh, thing yeah. out of it. oh my God. The same year, he made a PVC
1: um, candelabra for our garage, for the top of our garage. Yeah. And so it was, um, you know, I don't know, maybe eight parts of candles that he made out of PVC. And it was taller in the middle. And then it went down in size to the edge. Beautiful. And then he he cut out like paper or felt or something to make the the little... um, Oh, the flames. The the flames, the wick and stuff. And then a, a little bracket uh, mounted onto the garage. And, you know, it was, it was, it was jinky, you know, it wasn't going to stay up there very long and it didn't look the best. No. You know what I'm saying? But man, he loved that. He thought he was thought it was just, you know, a, a masterpiece. It
2: lasted yeah. through, it lasted through the holiday. Well, Paul yeah. came home from work and, and saw it. The yes. husband, Yeah, he's again, the, yeah. the comments are always the same. What the hell is this thing doing <laughs> now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who knows how to build stuff,
1: was like, what the hell is that on our garage? And when oh, did it go?
2: Dad made that. <laughs> what is it? It's oh. a candlelight. <laughs> I got to tell you one more story and then I'll okay. stop. Okay. <laughs> so he's at my house one Christmas and he decides he has this idea that he's going to make millions from, millions. So he took the hubcaps off of my car and he got Christmas fabric with plastic on top of it. And he cut circles and then attached it to the hubcaps of my car and then put them back on. So I was driving around <laughs> with Christmas fabric on the hubcaps of my car with plastic over so in case I got in the snow that went damaging. I went to work and people mocked <laughs> me to go no in. And so I was so embarrassed I took them off and I put them in my glove box. And then the next day I was driving dad somewhere and of course he opens my glove box and he goes, what the hell is this doing in here <laughs> he was sure he was going to make millions off that yeah oh my god i mean he was creative you have to give him credit he loved christmas and he got creative with
1: you know the decor he did fun.
0: and he was on a budget i mean the luminaries like he was yeah. legendary with luminaries Lu- a lot of them caught on fire but you know he did a great, great job right the luminaries yeah like remember, how, he, how he got the whole neighborhood in, in on mcconnell to do it and he, oh, that, yeah. that's right how he got everyone in the block everyone to buy on, into yeah the... uh-huh and then and in his older got, later years he would do them in other places and they would just literally he wouldn't put the candle in the right place and the bag would just like
1: <laughs> go up you know and, and you, you know i was gonna say remember we had that really i don't know what was it 25 foot evergreen in the front yard yeah oh, i bet it was 50. 50 foot. Yeah. It was that huge, huge tree.
0: Yeah.
1: And he wanted to light it up every year and so he made friends with a fireman and the fireman would bring the truck over the, yeah. and the hook and ladder thing
2: <laughs> and they would
1: go up and decorate that damn tree for him every year.
2: Mm-hmm. But then he had to take them down halfway down the tree. He'd have to take those lights off but he started leaving the ones up on top. Because yeah, the lower ones down because girl in the neighborhood we won't mention her name she used to come and steal them. Yeah. <laughs> and throw. She's probably them. dead by now. So I I'm sure <laughs> it'd be fine. RIP. Yeah. Yeah. She's not, but yeah. yeah, he used to do that. And so you, you know, you drive home and there's Christmas lights dusty on that tree. It, oh in yeah. July. I remember. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah.
0: Yeah. Jim Rosetta. God love him. I'm sure he'll get brought up more. So, um, do you want to answer some listener questions? This is going to be Mm -hmm. good. You bet. Okay, great. Yeah, good enthusiasm. So the first one comes from someone you may or may not know. Isabel in Boston writes, (laughs) what is your favorite vegetarian winter
1: soups? Oh, good one is, go for it, Kearney. I don't cook. Oh, yeah, that's true. So Mm -hmm. good to be on a food podcast. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. I hate cooking. Let me go
1: find it. I'll go find my recipe while you're talking. Okay, great. Do so okay. uh, go ahead, do. I make a, a killer mm. lentil vegetable soup. Mm-hmm. I will send it to you. Is a it is. I just made it two weeks ago, and it was the best soup I've ever made. Even we'll Boston, send it to
0: so. me, and I'll put it in the show notes for everyone.
1: I'll do that. I think. Yeah, I might have gotten the recipe from you. Mm.
0: Maybe so there's there's one that's from Modern Proper, and it's a lentil and mushroom soup. Um, that's really good and it's got like real chunky vegetables in it. Another one oh, that's that I've made recently was a coconut ginger chickpea soup, and it's got a nice chutney and then like a turmeric mustard oil that you put on top. And you know, you want to eat that with like something with texture, like crunchy bread or something like that, just to oh yeah, jazz it up. Because there's always the oh, butternut squash, there's
1: um so the butternut squash. Yeah, we have a great recipe for that. Uh, that one, I I think I got from you or from Cello, but yeah, that's maybe. a killer recipe. Yeah, is easy, it? and that'll I think it is coconut. It too. Uh huh. Well, yeah. maybe the love and lemons yeah. one.
0: Super easy.
1: From
0: um, mom, did you find what you wanted? I didn't.
1: It was so good though. Okay. <laughs>
0: Oh, we'll, someday. We'll circle back. The uh, The other one is that you can do is you, if you've got a ton of veggies in the house that you're just like bits and bobs, you're trying to use up, um, cut them up, put them in veggie stock and then get like a fun mini ravioli or a cheese tortellini or something like that and talk, to- cook it and then toss that in too. And then you've got like a nice yummy veggie with something else besides rice or potato or some, uh-huh. use up your veggies. Uh-huh. An what was
2: piece. the first ingredient? veggies what was the
0: first ingredient bits and bobs of oh veggies. i thought you said cheese no but i said you could put oh. cheese tortellini or cheese raviolis in it or spinach and cheese like the little guys mm. you know what i mean yep okay mm-hmm. um mom do you want to yes. try to use your memory and see if something comes No. Nope. okay all you know, right i,
1: have, I know it had artichokes and it had tapers and it had other th- what are you two texting? They're literally Darcy and
0: Karen are sitting next to each other, texting back and forth to one another. What are you writing? Oh my god! And they're just dying laughing, like twelve year olds. You can't.
2: Checking our, we're checking our
0: t-
1: emails.
2: Nothing, nothing, nothing. See, no, our gifts are coming. We're we're uh, here 100 for you,
0: darling. Yeah, right. You too. Uh huh. Um, all right, moving Next on. Next question. Yep. This one you might know. <laughs> we oh. are not saying our sisters. Okay, um, actually, you don't know this person. This is Susanna from Instagram. I like all types of cookies all year round, but at the holidays, I live for holiday cookies. <gasps> what are some of your favorite cookies to make, and have you found any recipes, new ones worth trying? Oh, now you're talking our language. Yeah. Okay, Karen. You cookies. Cookie? All
2: right. She's raising her hand. Let, Karen. Let's let our big sister go first. We'll let the older one. Let the oldest one go first. Go, Michelle. Okay, oh, we're go, she's still with us.
1: Yep, I'm here. Um, my favorite oh, is tripping. always <laughs> Ethel's sugar cookies. What are you? Oh yeah. At? Are you licking the screen?
0: What are you doing? What are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> Ethel's sugar cookies.
1: It it was Ethel's apples and apples. No, no, it was just Ethel. Is Wasn't this like it? an Isle of Lucy episode? What, what no, is it? No, 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 no. It was in a cookbook. My My mom, only, grandma only had one cookbook. And it was a oh, crocker nice. cookbook. Okay, she's going to go have- no, get it. Go and get it was it. called Ethel's Sugar Cookies. And they were just sugar cookies, but we'd make them at Christmas. And so I still make these. They're the best sugar cookies anyway for decorating and stuff. But they aren't fancy. They're just good. Yeah so okay. those are yeah yeah okay Karen <laughs> do you have a any cookie? crockers yep mm. I, I do, oh, do no, make cookies. not that one I, that's the cookie bookie that it's the regular cookbook you look in that cookbook though and see if it's got ethyl sugar cookies in it okay
0: Karen oh, okay. do you have any okay. holiday you cookies you like making you
2: Karen, know I'm the cookie. worst baker on the planet everything You've tried. Hey, my turn. So, yep, I make the worst cookies in the world, but I love baking them. And the problem is, I use, I melt the butter in the microwave until it boils, uh-huh. oh. and then everything greasy and flat. And then the eggs come right out of the refrigerator, ice cold. Sometimes frozen in the back. So I throw those in. So, you know, I don't follow recipes as I should. Do you want a quick Mm. tip on
0: how to get an egg to room temperature very quickly? Put it in your armpit. Okay. So you can put it in your armpit. The other thing you can do is if you got a mug of warm, like hot tap water, and you just put the egg in the mug of the hot tap water, gather all your ingredients, and by the time you get to the step that you put the egg in to cream it with the butter and the sugar, it usually is room temp. So anyway. Darcy, do you have any of your favorite holiday
1: cookie ideas? Yeah. So every year I make Russian tea cakes and they're my oldest grandchild's favorite recipe. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, laden with butter. They're delicious. Delicious. Um, So that's one, but in the, yeah. And of course, um, peanut butter blossoms with chocolate kisses. Those are a favorite. Um, I, 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 probably two years ago I made Florentines for the first time Mm,
0: and I took them
1: to yeah Mm -hmm. and I took them to um our brother's you know annual Christmas Eve party Mm -hmm. and man they were a hit everyone loved them and you know what this is this is kind of a a really simple thing but the thing they call Christmas crack with Mm -hmm. saltines and then you put butter you bake it and then you add chocolate and everyone loves that loves it super easy right yeah super
0: easy florentines usually you have almost everything already in your kitchen for them because it's so minimal of the stuff you need and they're so easy and they come together so
1: quickly um yeah i love those you can kind of yeah overcook them and then they kind of uh spread out too much Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. is that the big downside would you say with florentines you got to watch them instead of yeah, you got to watch them cuz if they it, yeah, if you take them out too soon then they're just all kind of um, they're not crisp enough, right? Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um yeah. I made Eric Kim's gochujang car- caramel 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 cookies that the recipe just came out in yeah. the Times. They're un unbelievable and then another one that I'm going to try to make this week um it's these strawberry jam bars but they have cardamom in them. And they just sound, again, mm. another New York Times, sounds so good. And there's another one that's a cheddar chive crisp. So it's like a savory cookie, and it almost looks like a pinwheel. And the cheddar chive cheese is in the middle, and it's like a short, bready kind of buttery cookie. It looks so good. Um, oh. All in the New York Times, but I'll link them also good. in the show notes. Um, Mom, do you want to add okay. anything? You're looking. No. No. Oh.
1: I was actually looking at electric toothbrushes. My dad. Oh my says- god!
2: Pay attention. You're on the podcast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? And- oh my god! All right. Jesus.
1: <laughs> Oh my goodness. Focus. I was listening. Focus. I was listening, Buffy. <laughs> I really was. I heard all about the Russian tea cakes, the Florentines, to spread too much. The Eric or the Eric Kim's uh Jong Okay, yeah,
0: moving on. G- don't even yeah, try don't to say know. it. Don't I'm even. The Korean community is gonna be just so upset with you if you try to pronounce Gochujang Um so Rory in Denver, Colorado writes, What are your favorite <gasps> oh! things to make on Christmas morning for breakfast?
1: Oh kielbasa. we love <laughs> Christmas morning food, don't we? All right. So we when we were growing up, it was all it always involved uh, Polish sausage, kielbasa. Mm. And so I, I don't eat meat right now, but that when our boys were growing up, kielbasa was always part of the breakfast because that's what we had when we were growing mm. up. And I don't know where that started, but I think Uncle Mike, who was Polish. Um, started us eating kielbasa, yes. But now, so my husband Paul's grandmother, Oliva, who was Czech, Czechoslovakian, she has a recipe for um, sweet rolls mm. and she passed it down. And they're a little labor intensive, but every year, that's the only time of year I might make them, is those sweet rolls. So that's so always good. a part of mm. our Yeah. So coffee and sweet rolls love that how about Karen? You? who you you kearney kearney, kearney are you talking to
2: kearney do. thank you um bacon thick <laughs> slabs of bacon yeah <laughs> bacon and candy. bacon and rolls scrambled eggs bacon and scrambled eggs just bacon that's bacon. the main ingredient <laughs> yeah us too
0: yeah 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. mom mm-hmm. that's it
2: Oh, we
1: do the, we always did the kielbasa, but now I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Now that you're vegetarian,
0: did... well, you're flexitarian. Uh-huh.
1: Pescatarian, Mostly plant-based, but I eat other things.
0: Oh God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Go back to your electric toothbrush, Dig. Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> Want um, to see something, Bethy? Bethy, Bethy. You're, oh, <laughs> no, she's got you put an elf, hat, an elf on. hat
0: on because the listeners can't see you and she's not focusing on yeah. anything now she's got a really cute elf hat on
1: okay and I so, just want to say one thing I looked up in the in the cookie book I looked up to just settle that what kind of sugar cookies mm-hmm. are they they are not aunt Ethel they're Ethel's sugar cookies and, okay. and I'd be happy to I know but I'm just saying you asked me to look it up So there it is. And I'll send you that recipe if any listener is perfect at all interested. Okay, great. Todd in Massachusetts writes,
0: what Karen, what kind of tree is the best tree? A fake one or a stolen
2: one? Do you want to tell that story?
0: (laughs) I want you to tell the story.
2: Well, Uh here's a good story. story. All right. (laughs) When Bethy was born, she was born on December 13th. And it was a C-section. So her mom was in the hospital a little longer. And I wasn't married yet. And I was living in Rhode Island in that area, New Bethy, and her dad, George, and her mom. And her mom came home from the hospital right before Christmas Day. And so there wasn't a Christmas tree up. And so she's upstairs sleeping with her mama. And her dad and I are sitting around smoking cigarettes downstairs in the living room. (laughs) No Christmas tree. The good old days. So Christmas Eve, you know what, George and I, we had a few belts we decided we're gonna go get a Christmas tree. So we get out in the little Honda car, that little teeny little SUV or whatever it was and drove to the Christmas tree lots. They're all closed because it's like 10 o'clock at night. You know what we did? George climbed the fence, grabbed the tree, threw it over the fence. We threw it in the back of the car, drove home and put it up. So it was stolen. Oh, that felt good. So yes, I'd say stolen is best. (laughs)
0: Stolen is best From, from Karen, yep. Circa 1980. I love it. Perfect. Um, all right. <laughs> May from Instagram writes, This year I've been volunteered as tribute to host Christmas for my family. I haven't hosted anything beyond a dinner here, a birthday there, but this feels bigger than that. Do you have any advice for a newbie hosting such a big day? You guys have all oh, hosted man. many events over the years. All of you. Even though you don't cook, Karen, you've, Kearney, you've hosted. Many events, Darcy. You've hosted. Mom, you host. Yeah, I've hosted. Please, who wants to jump in first? Mom, here's what I would say. Okay, I'll is go. Go. oh, all right. Go ahead. You go ahead.
1: No, you can go ahead.
0: Darcy, you go. No, first. no, you go. Okay, Darcy, no, you go first. Go. go ahead. Mm-mm.
1: She had. She was ready to go. Okay. You know what I would say is, um, don't make a big honking deal out of it. Relax and enjoy that day and keep it casual because you know people are coming to see each other and they just want to be with you. They so focus on the things that in your environment make people feel cozy and happy to be there. Things that are give people comfort. I wouldn't I wouldn't knock myself out making, you know, some signature dishes. I would make some comfort food, something that you know how to make. Maybe Maybe try one new recipe, have some nice drinks, but just make that environment really welcoming. You know, light some camp, turn on good music and just relax and enjoy and and help people to just um, connect to each other. And I mean, just enjoy it. Don't don't kill yourself. That's what I, I do. That's my M.O. Mm-hmm. I'm not the hostess with the mostest. OK, go, okay, Michelle. Go ahead, mom. We'll have the other side, which is oh, knock yourself out and the dishes. I would say something similar. Um, however, I also would say make, figure out how many dishes you can make ahead of time. So it's okay to have some, uh, something that looks like you put a little effort into it because sometimes you know cooking is love and putting in some effort does show you care. And so, but I would try to do things that you can make the day before or even a couple of days before and freeze or whatever, just so that the day of all you have to do is put these things out and they're still nice and elegant, um, but it's not a lot of work for you. And also I think it's good to ask for help people really like helping in the kitchen and it's okay yeah. when people come over, they say, hey, can you help with this or can you help with that? Because I think people like that and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it takes the burden off you too. Mm-hmm. Karen, Kearney? That's good, that, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. me? I love that. Yeah. You I go
2: to go mm-hmm. oh, and buy everything I possibly can from the grocery store already made mm-hmm. and then I take it home and I put it in my bowls mm-hmm. so that I pretend that I made it, and I lie to people and say, I'm- And then I put it out and then my day's done., mm-hmm. so yeah, easy, I know is what I, you're saying.. Yeah. I like it that way. easy. I you
0: know, I agree with all of you in different ways, and I think, um spacing the days where because there's days leading up to when people come over that you're cleaning, you're organizing. You're like, try to space out the days you're going to clean versus the days you're going to cook. So you don't want to try to do everything all at once. Ask for help. Like Karen said, get a couple of pre-made things. There's nothing wrong with that. Like Darcy said, set the mood, but try it. And like my mom said, do, do things ahead of time. I I agree with all of that and don't stress about things being perfect. They won't be, but nobody will care because they just like saying they just want to be with each other and no one's going to look and be like, Wow those dust bunnies in that corner who not going back there you know like nobody gives a shit they're having the wrapper by the end of the day anyway if it's a good party so who the hell cares right like how fun uh, the only thing,
2: thing, thing you have to clean ahead of time toilets yeah bathrooms yeah. kitchen sinks bathroom sinks throw some fresh towels out there close yeah. doors yeah. to closets and bedrooms done and dusted
0: yeah light a candle call it a day
2: there yeah. you go yeah, I
0: agree. I totally agree. Um, this person you might know, Andrew in Brazil, writes: Growing oh. up in the '50s, '60s, and '70s. I don't know about '70s. Uh, I'm sure there was there were hey. much different holiday foods that you all enjoyed that you might not eat now. What are your sa- some of your favorite holiday foods okay. or traditions you loved as a kid? Oh, look yeah. at wait, hold on. Let's take a second. Look at Michelle. Her little baby boy wrote a question and she's now dropped her phone. She's so thinking about a very thoughtful
1: answer. Go ahead.
0: Who For wants her to baby. go first? Give
1: so your boy. No, let, let cello answer first. Okay. Oh, cello. Oh, you people are pathetic. Stop, you people are just pathetic. When are you gonna get over it? Mom, <laughs>
0: what what do you wanna what do you wanna add to the growing up in the the 50s and 60s as a kid for food or
1: traditions food? that
0: you loved and now miss
1: well you know they already said the one that we loved was the shrimp mousse you know and i made it do you remember bethy i made that shrimp mousse i found the recipe yeah. and i made it for a squid party a couple of years ago yeah, and everyone loved it oh yeah i yeah. mean it's really gross but everyone absolutely Is loved there ketchup it. in it it's it's no, got soup in it i think yeah I it, it does soup. And, and the tiny, base. yeah, mm-hmm. tiny shrimp that come in a can. And unflavored and, gelatin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and is celery, uh, I think cream cheese, maybe. Celery? Celery. And I think cream cheese. Yeah. Or maybe it was cream mm-hmm. of celery oh, soup. It, it could be, yeah, it could be cream cheese. Yeah, the recipe sounds so bad. And yet, it it's put it on a crack, grill. you'll eat What's the whole it? thing. White saltine crackers. Oh yeah, so good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, and you- I think the food of the 50s, yeah, the food of the 50s for us was the, the, the same stuff year after year, and we never had it the rest of the year. So it was a huge treat to have shrimp mousse and uh, fondue. cheese fondue and mm-hmm. cookies on Christmas Eve, because I was telling someone the other day that when I was real young, we would also get a tangerine or an mm-hmm. orange and especially on St. Nicholas Day, right, Yeah. In, yeah. Your, in your shoe, you would have a tangerine because those kind of things weren't available year round like they are now. So at Christmas time, when they were available in the grocery store, mm-hmm. it was a big treat. And so yeah. they would get us a tangerine and put it in our shoe for St. Nicholas Day, along with some little bits of candy and which we didn't have daily and or very often and so those little treats were really a big deal for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I tried to give Bethy an a orange in her stocking one year. It didn't go well. No, no, I bet it won't. Well, I mean, it's not a treat to them. They grew
2: up, no, she, them,
1: you know, in the middle of the... Yeah. And she did it when I was like 30. And
0: I was like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> Like, <laughs> what the hell are you putting an orange in here? Like, did you run out of, the of stuff? In the,
2: was it going bad, it, and you wanted to
0: just throat. get rid of it? Like, what the hell? Oh, you're terrible, uh-huh.
2: Karen. Do you want to add anything? Um, the only thing I remember growing up that I loved, which I've tried lately and it's disgusting, is uh, tuna tuna uh, noodle casserole. No, no, the the cream with cream, the peas. Oh. The peas and the tuna oh, on, on the on toast. On, oh, yeah. Do yeah. you know where that originated? Here's, here's something interesting. That originated in during the Depression. Mm. I read that recently. Sure. And it okay. tastes like hell. Yeah, okay. and cream tuna on toast was... With we, peas, with yeah. peas. So
1: here's the other thing. You know, we had to fast because you're going to Mass, and that was in the days if you're taking communion. First, you had to fast was- overnight. But it was Fridays that we had to have that. We only could eat fish yeah. on Friday. No, no, yes, meat. You couldn't have meat on Friday. But if you were having Holy Communion the next day, you had to fast. First, it was overnight. When I took Holy Communion at seven, it was overnight. But then they, they changed it with whatever that big shocking change. What was oh the Vatican called? Council? The Vatican, two. yeah, Vatican too. Vatican Council one Just two. three hours. You had to fast for three hours before communion. So that was kind of a threw a wrench into our midnight mass deal, right? Because we were eating all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you had to say, well, can I, you know, still do communion at midnight? You had to stop eating at, you know, 930 at night or something. You know, right. Good times. Good, t- yeah, good times. Okay. A whole different- yeah. Great. Uh, Go ahead.
0: Okay, great. Chelsea from Instagram writes, I uh, have a vegetarian question. Oh, look at two of them perked up. Not okay. Karen. I'm a vegetarian. I'm hosting Christmas. I need to figure out what to serve as a main dish that both meat eaters and vegetarians would be happy with. Do you have any ideas?
1: Oh, Butternut squash uh, raviolis with sage sauce. That's always a good one. And then you can put some turkey sausage on the side if you want for those people, or you could make two or three kinds of quiche. That's always nice very retro and festive. You go ahead now, Darsh. I was going to say, you know, the things that I've served to the non-vegetarians, I don't think they've been a huge hit. I mm. think people who eat meat are still looking for that that flavor of meat. Um, what do you think, Beth? I think it depends how much work you want to put
0: into it. Like a showstopper would be like a vegetarian Wellington. Um, it would take yeah. probably almost a half a day to make it um because you'd use a portobello mushroom as in place of the beef tenderloin and then you'd make like a chestnut mushroom duck cell and then you get puff pastry and you would you know it gets fancy and then you need to make a sauce to go with it um the ombre gratin from the new york times their thanksgiving uh episode or uh issue gorgeous takes again probably three or four hours to make but it's gorgeous you can always do i mean coming from an italian family you could do like um a spinach i made a spinach and white whatever lasagna for her squid fest the feast of the seven fishes we call it squid fest last year with prosciutto chips and i just put the prosciutto chips on the side even though i didn't make it up there because of a snowstorm but um things like that i think it Yeah, god mom with that stupid fucking hat okay michelle's over it next (laughs) sheila in scottsdale writes can i be honest i don't like traditionally heavy holiday foods i live in a warmer climate would love any suggestions on non-traditional holiday apps sides or means to serve oh boy
1: chips everything we eat is heavy isn't it
2: no i mean like you
1: could he wants to Uh, appetizers anything what he's looking for yeah it's a okay.
0: sheila so it's a she and she's in arizona oh. in scottsdale Excellent. so i, would say, I mean heart- if you're in arizona <laughs> like you oh, could but- still right you could still grill so you could easily grill things so like chicken or i mean you can make tacos you can make um fun sa- like a fun salad like a holiday salad the cooks illustrated their holiday issue had five or six different really gorgeous light salads and you could do their make-ahead soufflés, which you can make ahead, obviously, and then just pop them in the oven when they have calm tea in it and they're beautiful little soufflés.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, go ahead, Derek. Go ahead. I was just going to say antipasta where, you know, you can add all these delicious things and, and, and people can, Eat mm-hmm. all of the, you know, some of all of it or a little bit of this and that. And they're so fun to throw together. You know, you can go to the grocery store and get creative with what you add to your um to yeah, your I board. Agree. I mean even from- and it was a huge hit.
0: Yeah. And even from that, like a big salad y soise and just put yeah. that in the center of the table and like right. right. Like that's a great idea. Yeah.
1: Mom. I can't think of anything else to add. I think you've had some really good ideas.
0: All right. Well, the hat didn't come back on. So she's still with us folks. She's, she's, she's not looking any more holiday Christmas ideas, but she's still with us. John from Instagram writes, what are your kitchen must-haves, dining, serving items to give for the holidays? Even small stocking stuffer ideas would be great.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So it it has to be a micro planer. I don't, I don't know what I did. Holy Mm -hmm. crap. And you know what? I was at your sister's house. I mean, I call her your sister. It's your mom, um, our sister. But I was at her house maybe three years ago, and I used her microplaner. And I was like, oh, why don't I have one of these in my kitchen? Anyway, that I've given it a gift to people and huge hit every time. And, you know, the other thing is that paring knife that costs about $9, and it's made by that Swiss company. What's the name, Beth? Victor onyx or something. Uh, Say it. Victorionics, I think. They mm-hmm. do the with Yeah, think so. It's a little paring knife, and it is so sharp, and it's the best little paring knife, and it's like $9. Mm-hmm. Okay, go, Kearney. Um Gift cards. <laughs> yeah. Gift cards are
0: a great idea. gift cards, various,
2: various, cards, various uh, denominations, and let them buy what the hell they want. Yeah, Okay. <laughs>
1: mom okay um let's think what i really like i every single day i use my lemon squeezer yeah i love squeezer i love my kitchen scale i Mm -hmm. think that's something if you don't have a little kitchen scale that i use that almost every Mm -hmm. day i love that press thing those real heavy presses you we used to use for paninis but now i use it for all kinds of stuff to like squeeze the water out of tofu or waving whatever i want to wait to squish things down um, it's really yeah.
0: just to squeeze the water out of tofu let's be honest nine times no. out of ten
1: well, yeah so, right you no know, mm-hmm. if you wanted to make like a little potato pancake or something you want to really get a sear on it you squish it down with it hmm <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly to get water out of pancake or out of (laughs) food. Water out of pancake. Anything else? And you know, the other thing I use a lot is an immersion blender. Mm -hmm. I I, even went right. I mean, it's so Mm -hmm. quick and easy. You just pull it out, use it and rinse it off and you're you're done. But it's so Huh? I hate my immersion
0: I've Send it to Darcy.
1: All right, we'll send it to Darcy. Well, I've got, I had a corded one and a cordless one, and I really like the Vitamix better. So, eh, I use yeah, to. but for little little projects, little tiny things, you just want to mix something up, like your salad dressing. You pull it out, yeah, and you get agree. really emulsified you know, really fast, and it does a much better job than a whisk or your fork. Totally, the agree little with stuff you. like that, you can't no and then, I, what 30 bucks
0: yeah i uh, that's exactly what i use mine yeah. and so much easier to clean stuff up and you're not scraping things out of the blender or yeah oh karen grabbed darcy's dog eddie so she's she's done I um yeah i would oh, say like no, I'm not. not well, at least boy. you're not googling things like your sister is right now um i would say
1: what are you looking at on i your was phone? looking for ideas. Okay, great. Keep looking. And I'm Emergent- looking at ideas of things that I just bought on Amazon. I bought some kitchen gadgets that I was seeing if anything was worth mentioning. Okay, great. Um, I think fun
0: food items that people wouldn't normally <laughs> buy themselves, like spice rubs and spice Walla has a shit ton of different fun ones. Tuck, tuck Lex, my friend, um, she yeah. has a the chicken fried spice blend and Spice Walla carries it. It's fabulous. Um, you can put it on anything. I use it in curries. I use it in salad dressings. I use it in everything. Um, Nom Nom Paleo has a really cool mushroom powder that you can sprinkle on things to add a little umami flavor to them. Uh, Curio Spice out of Cambridge, Massachusetts has a ton of different spice blends and just really good spices. So things like that that people wouldn't normally buy themselves. Yep, Z and Z.
1: Their sumac is fantastic. You you told me about this. Mm Z&Z, tangy citrus berry sumac, and also the ZR. Yeah, both are good. What do you you use the sumac for? Think of it as like a lemony flavor. Mm. Yeah, you can put it on all kinds of stuff. So dips, hummus, um, my chickpea salad salad. You know, that's like egg salad for vegetarians. That's delicious. On scrambled eggs, if you eat eggs, it's Mm -hmm. all, it just adds this lemony flavor, but it's different than just lemon. It has a really nice deep flavor. And I get, when I visit your mom, it's the camp mix. And where did we get it? It was at- Low
2: Farms. Low Farms. Low. Low? Low. Okay.
1: So it's It's garlic, onion, black pepper, salt, celery salt, and white pepper. I mean, you, you can probably find something similar to this, but it adds a whole lot of flavor in, in one little mm-hmm. mixture. So From New Hampshire, From New yep. Hampshire, Yeah. From New Hampshire, Yep. Mm-hmm. yep looks next. Fabulous. Bye. Do you want to add anything? <laughs> it's from Hollis, New Hampshire. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They also make a maple one, but it's not as flavorful.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not. <laughs> anyway. Um, do you want to add anything else?
1: No.
0: Okay. Uh. Okay. So now, final questions. What are you guys making? (gasps) I know. What are you guys making for the holidays right now? Do you have any holiday recipes that you're making? I mean, who's hosting? I'm hosting. Who hosts? Well, when I'm
2: I'm Oh, go
0: ahead. No, no, no. Who's hosting, Karen? Who's hosting in Colorado? Um, Christmas Day.
2: So. Well, I'm hosting a cookie thing this weekend. Yeah. So when I leave here, I'm going to go to the local grocery store and buy little quiches that are already made, frozen. I'm going to take them home and put them in my freezer. And then that morning, I'm going to take them out and let them thaw. Uh And then I'm going to put them in my oven at the right temperature, because I'll read the directions. And then right before (laughs) people come over, I'm going to put them on my platter and serve them. Perfect. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so, what about you? And real good. Yeah,
1: so, you know, Jim will have his, our brother Jim will have his annual 50 people Christmas Eve doings. Mm-hmm. And every year we all bring something. So appetizers, usually desserts, finger foods, things like that. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet but it'll be something I like to try a new recipe and sometimes there are fails, but it's always fun to try it on people that you don't know real well. And you only see once a year, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Right. And then yeah. Christmas day we'll do our house. And, but this week, next Wednesday, I was going to actually ask you this, Beth, next mm. Wednesday, I am hosting our book club, my book club, which is 11 people. Um, a solstice solstice party at our house. Mm-hmm. And I just found out like, Night that I'm the one that's hosting because the one who was going to do it got COVID, mm-hmm. so I was going to actually pick your brain and I'll do that later. Um, something really festive uh, because the woman who usually does it, it's a soiree. Ooh, it's I pretty fancy, so mm-hmm. yeah, I need to. Is raise it like the apps bar, we'll t- or dinner? Usually, we do I, the people, the person who hosts does the main dish, okay, and dessert and drinks, festive drinks. Yeah. And then everyone brings side dish or appy.
0: Yeah. I'll send you that, um, that spinach lasagna with the bechamel. It's like a butternut squash lasagna. And it's, it's a, I wouldn't say it's labor intensive. It's a, um, give me, no, uh, half baked harvest recipe. I'll send you the recipe and then you can do the the prosciutto chips on the side too, because it does make a huge difference. Um, it's so, so, so good. And you can make That's it ahead of time. Perfect. So good. And you just yeah. pop, take it out and it's festive enough. Yeah. 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 I'll send you that yeah. one. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Mom, yeah. what about right, you? Good.
1: Hey, Beth, You're- I'm wondering, do you know this cookbook called The Vegan Chinese Kitchen? No. It's They were <laughs> listing a bunch of cookbooks in the New York Times and I saw that when it's recipes and modern modern stories from a thousand year old tradition. It's about the how uh, a lot of vegan uh, diets have their roots in ancient Chinese recipes.
0: Okay, so huh. is this something you want for Christmas, or is No, this... no, I
1: was just curious if you if you knew anything about it, if it was worth giving
0: get it i mean support the person writing the cookbook if you, it sounds interesting to you i would get it um and what about you what, do you have anything you're making this because we're on that question now um anything no, you're making well, this holiday to,
1: season i'm going to your house and you always say no no don't bring anything i know so no, yeah i'm, I'm making red,
0: <laughs> red wine braised beef shanks it's gonna be delicious and look Ooh. at her face look at her face <laughs> <laughs> there will be, there'll be some vegetarian thing for you
1: i can bring a peanut butter sandwich don't worry about me
0: oh my oh. god stop it,
2: stop
0: it. <laughs> don't worry about me <laughs> no you have there'll be plenty of vegetarian friendly things there
1: always is i'm not worried
0: no okay so oh, uh-huh. oh the hat's coming oh, that that is hat back hat. okay great Um, normally this is when I would ask people, like, how do people get a hold of you promote yourselves? But since we're not going to play that game, are there any organizations that you would like to bring light to that you'd like to shine a little light on that you care about that you'd like (gasps) to see people get more involved in Karen's a part of the forward party. So she already mentioned that one. Uh
2: It's not, it's not left or right. It is central and we're willing to negotiate. And do the best for this country. Okay. I don't Again, know. this is not a political probably podcast. Not go anywhere. But
0: we're gonna go with that. Okay. Oh, I forgot. You're fine. It's a food podcast. Whoopsie. No, you're fine. Darcy, do you oh, have any is? organizations that you uh love?
1: Local, national, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know which one I really, really love is Jose Andres. Andres mm-hmm. is um feed the world kind of what's it, what is the name of that it's, uh, project the, it's um,
0: the, I think it's the
1: world central kitchen yeah yeah I love what he's doing mm-hmm. I love that he goes where the need is and he brings food for thousands of people how does he do that but uh, yeah that would be my favorite non-profit charity of the moment love what he's doing totally agree with you um mom anything you'd like to
0: talk about ad
1: everything i do she's still there that's Uh, okay you can mention a local Mm -hmm. one well phil is very involved in share the local food pantry and i help out there too and um that's a good one and you know i really love the local um organizations that help with hiking trails and just you know little local things not big fancy things just little places where families can get outside and hike in the woods and do I do you I know the name of like. that
0: one that you can mention out loud?
1: Oh well I really like Beaver Brook and mm-hmm. I really like the Milford Conservation Commission. Yep. and I like Share. I yep. like all okay. these local organizations that just do little things that okay great the lives of our the people around us. Okay great.
0: Um all right last question if you could go anywhere. And you could eat anything, and you had all the money in the world. Where are you going and what are you eating? Let's start first with mm, Darcy.
2: Oh, 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 you know what I would do? Mm-hmm. I would love
1: to do a food tour in Japan. Yeah. I would I love good Japanese food, and it's hard to find here. But, oh, they are, I, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to Japan and do, do a food tour with somebody in the know for those little restaurants, that delicious food. Perfect, me yeah. too, I'm coming. Um,
2: Karen? I love you. How about just a nice bowl of fresh fruit on a beach?
1: Oh. What beach?
2: Where? Where? Give me a place. I love New England. So anywhere in New England on the Cape, or, okay. you know, I went to the Dominican and that was nice. I'd been to Maui with my grandsons. Oh, they're so sweet. Oh, my grandsons. Yeah, <laughs> Maui's good too. Great, okay. Uh,
1: Mom? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would still really like to go to the UK and have a nice cup of tea.
2: Okay. Oh, your dog's vomiting.
1: Okay, great. Awesome. Perfect. Cup of tea. A cup okay.
0: of tea in, in England. All right. Well, Here he is. this, this is a good so time. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Fun. You bye bye. bye. Love you, fun. Bye. Love you, so. love you. Bye. Am I lucky or what? Yes, those are my people be jealous you definitely want to be a part of our family and that's just scratching the tip of the iceberg of the Rosettos so <laughs> I'm sure they'll be back for more talking over one another and uh laugh while well, laugh together no I love you guys thank you so much for coming on the podcast um anytime I get to spend with you is just pure bliss and I mean that not in a sarcastic way I truly mean that I love you all right for the show notes go to my website elizabethrfuller.com tag me on instagram let's go on a food adventure If you have any questions for the podcast send me an email let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and 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 go to netflix and watch me cook at all costs on netflix today holy shit holy shit I will be back next week with a full podcast, and then that's a wrap for the year. So I will see you next Friday. Lead with kindness. Make some yummy food together. And, oh, I already said it. I'll see
2: you next Friday. Yay! Bye.